Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. Joining me every week to take Twitter questions until the live call-in show is back, mercifully. It, we are making progress, but until it's back, me and Josh Hart are going to continue to take Twitter questions. Josh, how are you on this... Um, I don't know, snowy Friday in Toronto. Thanks for stopping by earlier, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I'm doing all right. I had the day off of my sort of day job and went for a walk, um, got some pasta. Wonderful day. Excited for the long weekend. Um, doing well. The Raptors played well. I'm doing good. How are you? How are you enjoying the holiday? I know you're wearing your in a cultural attire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, this is like maybe the most expensive thing I own, but I bought this like Mitchell and Ness Chinese New Year jersey. Which for people listening, I guess who aren't watching, it's a, uh, it's the original Raptors Dino throwback, uh, and it has Tracy McGrady on the back. In the front, it has in gold lettering um, the words like Raptor uh, in, in Chinese, and um, it's also signed by Jeremy Lin. You you know this jersey from Jeremy Lin wearing the exact same one at the parade, so, and he signed it that day, which was uh, which is pretty cool, man. So. Uh- Forgive my ignorance, but what, where is is he? He's with the Warriors, like G League affiliate. Yeah, he is in the Orlando uh, bubble. They're calling it the Gubble, the G League Gubble. Uh, yeah, Dis- no, it's, disgusting. Really, I think, I'm pretty sure there's a Pokemon <laughs> named Gubble or something like that. Something close. Um, Grumble. Grumble. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Not a great Pokemon outside of the uh, Intimidate uh, ability. Anyway, doesn't um, it? Uh, no, we don't need to get into Pokemon. Yeah, we don't. Talk. No, we don't, well, maybe later in the show. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's playing for Santa Cruz. There was like some issue in terms of paperwork, in terms of the team couldn't submit it in time. So the CBA, he missed out on a little bit of money. But yeah, he's he's down there and hopefully Jeremy can uh, find his way back to the NBA because um, right now there's like maybe three Asians left in the NBA, which, you know, I'm, sure Adam, like- I'm sure Adam Silver would like that to change so that he can continue to market his league um, globally. Abroad. Yeah. Facts. Well, Any- yeah, I was going to say, anyway, um, we actually do have 905 Talk coming up on the podcast, which is uh, <laughs> pretty incredible. I've uh, had to do my Blake Murphy slash Kelsey O'Brien and uh, really uh, dig into the 905 so far. And, you know, there's been some interesting things. But let's uh, start with the podcast and start with what I would have to generally list as Aaron Baines complaints. Um, <laughs> Not the Baines. The Baines. Yo, People are sick of this guy. People are done with this man. <laughs> There's so many questions that are just complaining about Aaron, and it's uh, it's tough. I mean, I'm just gonna take this one, but really, there was lots of them from JD Key Rants. Um, describe Aaron Baines using past Raptors bigs, starting with uh, Mankey Batir. So, um, yeah, he's uh, so he's inner Mongolian, um. So he's Mongolian, but he lives in the inner Mongolia state of China, and uh, which is where my mom was born, actually. But um, I know that. yeah, but he's seven foot 
six, seven foot five. I don't know, man. He briefly played in Toronto. Um, apparently, according to Alex, he was actually, and I, I kid you not, he was unveiled. His signing was unveiled at Pacific Mall. <laughs> no way. That didn't happen. He, he must have come. He must have come to Canada in one of those shipping crates, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that didn't. <laughs> the NBA ordered him on AliExpress. That's what happened. <laughs> Don't get me started on AliExpress. I accidentally ordered something. You know when you like get buy something online and it looks okay, and then it's like, oh, this is shipping from China. Like, I don't want anything that's like shipped from no, China. No, just it takes like, like three months, and it's like expensive. It's like I don't. I just thought this was like in a warehouse in the GTA, mm-hmm. um, but I'm in the middle of uh, that night, that familiar nightmare. But. The Aaron Baines thing, he, I don't know, he, he looked okay last week, but the last, like the Alex Land experience was kind of disturbing on a Wednesday, or thir- Wednesday night. That was, that was tough for Aaron. It's, it's been a tough couple of days for Aaron. It has been a, yeah, look, listen, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's. A case where we are not expecting much, right? Because we know that he's not really going to be someone who's going to be super productive. Like, we wouldn't expect him to come in and give you Serge Ibaka numbers, right? If he gave us one 20-point game this season, we would have been thrilled. Um, And we would have taken it. But I think it's the fact that it doesn't feel like you can reliably trust him to do any job. That's tough. And I don't mean that in an insulting kind of way. I just mean, like, that's why people are frustrated is, like, can he... Okay, if he can't score, can he defend? Which so far has not really been the case. Can yeah. he really rebound? He, I mean, he might be the best rebounder on their team, but like it's still a real issue that the Raptors have with rebounding. Uh, he can't really score. He's not really spacing the floor. He he can screen reliably. That's that's what I can say consistently is that every single night you'll get great screens, but like. Like bro, the word, yeah. Like he, this, you, this, is, this is not a blinds to go. Like I don't need great screens from uh, the starting center of the Toronto Raptors. So <laughs> that's for, I mean the guy he the experience. This reminds me a lot of the like Louis Scola, Tyler Hansborough, um, like Marcus Camby, like experience where the Raptors just did not have a big worth their salt that they could add to the rotation when they needed one and not, no disrespect to any of those guys. They were just not supposed to be starters. And I don't think Aaron Baines at this point of his career is supposed to be a starter. I don't think he's like completely washed out of the league. That's, I think that's unfair, but having him as your starter is like, you have a, a, a wheat, like a well below average start. And it sucks. Like, it's just like without OG this list last week, it's just been tough. It's just like it's just it has been <laughs> it has been tough to say. Okay, how about this? I'll phrase it like this. I'm gonna go through some uh centers that the Raptors have had recently, and you stop me until I get to a player that you would rather have Baines than this okay. player. Yeah, okay. Uh let's start with the 2016-17 season. That year the Raptors were dying for bigs. They got Serge Bach and PJ Tucker in the middle of it. Of course, we would take those guys over. Would you yeah. take Louis Scola or Patrick <laughs> Patterson or Baby Nagara. Um you uh, think Baines over any of those guys? I would uh yes and no. Like I, I think that I think that's telling that he's very like Pat Patterson I would take over. I think that's fair. 
Yep. Even the Patrick Patterson, you know, we named a segment no, it, about not showing up at the playoffs after him, but he's a he was then. He at least got us to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bebe Nogueira, I um, rooted for him, so I I would like to see him more. I just liked seeing Bebe okay. out there more, but he can dunk. Be, yeah, he can dunk. That was yeah. it. Like yeah. the thing that I want out of any Raptors big with while Kyle Lowry's on the court is you can run the court, catch a ball, and dunk it. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yep. Kyle Lowry is so good that if you can do those three things, you'll you'll look okay. And Aaron Baines not being able to do those things takes so much off the court for Raptors' big productivity that it's like a non-negotiable. I was talking the other day about like wanting Willie Cauley-Stein just because he's a very athletic big. And I know that in the Raptors' system, he would look good. Much better. Like yeah. if we had a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein who was just fast, like a fast seven – like. 11 7 for guy it would work mm-hmm. aaron baines like plotting not able to catch can't finish around the rim getting blocked by was it tatum that blocked him in the third quarter when the raptors made that fake comeback yo i saw the rim block him <laughs> the underside <laughs> of the rim blocked him on his way up for a layup and yeah. I, I, maybe my eyes were deceiving me i didn't rewatch the play because i was disgusted but it, that's that's where it was at um and it's so, it's again it's unfortunate yeah um, all right. What, yeah, about, like, what about 2015? Hold on. There were some big. Okay, yeah. There were some. There were some questionable. This bigs is in this is where it falls off the court. The 2016 bigs I thought made made some sense. Tyler Hansbrough, Chuck That's- Hayes, <laughs> the last healthy ish season of Amir Johnson. Yeah. Or Greg Steemsma. Whoa! I forgot Greg Steemsma. Did he uh, start in the playoffs? He did not. So, thankfully, he did not do that. Yeah, okay. But Hansbrough did, because I remember thinking... He, he did do that, yep. <laughs> okay, so at least Psycho T would, like, get in a fight for the Raptors. He rebounds? Um, he would rebound. He'd rebound and throw some elbows. Yep. Um, I'm like, why has... Why hasn't Aaron Baines got into a fight? I feel like it would turn a lot around if he just squabbled up with somebody. It's like... Raptors fans would be at least, you know, he went yeah. unprotected, Fred Van Vliet. Um, so, Stizma, I would take Baines over. Tyler okay. Hansborough, I don't know, I might, but, I don't know. Who do you, I think it's, I think it's competitive between Tyler Hansborough, just based on vibes. The Tyler Hansborough vibe was, was more fun than the Aaron Baines vibe. Yeah. I think this is the year when you got to where you're like, there's multiple bigs that you would take Baines over or you would take, uh, yeah, Baines over these guys. Chuck Hayes. I mean, yeah. as much as I love Chuck Hayes, yeah, yeah, probably a better post defender. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who can't jump. He was like six six and he couldn't jump at all. <laughs> Decent ish defender, though. But uh, honestly, you know, it, it wasn't it for him that year. And Greg Stizma. And that's that's how far you got back. You got to go. So honestly, well, but, but Amir Johnson was pretty broken down that year. If I remember, bro, Amir Johnson could at least like finish a layup, defend. He fouled a lot, but like no, Amir Johnson could still do. He played seventy five games that season. Wow, that's actually that, was that. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the last, that was the last good year, and the year after that was when things totally went sideways. It, it just felt like he perpetually had an ankle injury. That's true. But would play a lot. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's it is what it is at this point with Baines. Hopefully, he turns it around. But it's it's a clear point that the Raptors need to upgrade at that position on the roster. Um, speaking of the centers on the roster, there's a lot of talk about that. There's a question here from Cheryl who asks, "I'm still confused as to why Alex Len was waived after seeing him in the Wizards game. Is he really that much worse than Baines? Salary was low too." So, 
he was not worse than Baines, but he made no money, which meant that he could not even really be used viably in a trade to like fill salary, which at least Baines has a $7 million cap hit. So if you do move him, you can get something back just to make the money work. So that in itself, the contract itself made it more valuable. Um, But no, he was about equivalent to Baines, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, there was just no – he wasn't like a an asset to the organization. He wasn't going to play more. He wasn't going to do more on the court. And he didn't make enough money to, like, be an organizational piece. And I guess there wasn't a – there was a negative market out for him, even though he's playing a fair amount of minutes for the Washington Wizards. But yep. they're in hell. Like, they are in – Oh, man. Like, I would – I it's it, – they – uh they're like the worst vibes team in the East compared like at the bottom where the Pistons are. And the Pistons are the best vibe team in the East. That's also bad. I'm, I'm Yo, really the Pistons have beaten the Lakers and the Nets and the Celtics, right? I feel like they've beat all of the, Oh man, they're the ultimate maybe. trap team. Like, cause you're definitely not expecting anything. And then all of a sudden, like Mason Plumlee becomes Nikola Jokic. And you're just wondering the That's whole time the- why you're down. <laughs> That's the thing about this Pistons team is that, like, while they are not a good roster, like a great roster, they're clearly a team that is going to like make you like hurt. Like they're they're just they're all trying hard, and it's cool. I actually am really like really. It's been fun to watch them play. Happy for Jeremy Grant. He proved that he's that dude. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why it mattered to him to be like a really good guy on a not so great team. But maybe the Maybe he's proven to an organization that you can build around him. And yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be totally convinced that Jeremy Grant be the number one option on a playoff team. And that's kind of a cool thing to like validate for yourself. Yeah. I mean, um, not a, like a, a contending team, but like, a, like a team that, that will have playoff games. And that's cool. Yeah, like, a, like an eight seed. Like, is he any worse than like Julius Randle who might get the Knicks to the eight seed? Like, you know? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the same deal. Um, a fun game, actually. It, you know, tailing on the uh, the question I asked you earlier, um, how many of these current set of piston centers would you take over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, Blake Griffin. Forget the contract. Oh, come on. Forget forget the contract, but just in terms of one on one, let's say they made the same money. Yeah, of course. I mean, I I don't really want Blake Griffin. But yes, he's a much better player. Yeah. Okay. So he's shooting thirty six percent, but I, I agree with you. He he could do much more. Mason Plumley. Yeah, of course. He's. I I I don't know what happened, but yes, it's he's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart? Stewart. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart probably too. He's Jamaican too. Yeah, I know Isaiah oh, Stewart. Oh, Chris oh, yeah, Boucher okay. rotation. <laughs> there you go. That'd baby. be a two Caribbean man's. That'd be that'd be like the man, the mandem front court. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, Jaleel Okafor. Um, I don't. I probably not. I don't. Yeah. Why is he injured all the time? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a golfing talent. But yeah, to the original question, honestly, there were equivalent players. One player had a more valuable contract, and so I think they ultimately cut Len. Because of that, um, 
Also, I'm actually happy the Raptors cut Len because now he can get minutes, as you said. But yeah, the only thing Len really does better consistently than Baines is uh, rebound better. His career rebounding percentage is much higher than Baines. So if you wanted to keep him for that reason, then sure. But I don't know if that extra bit of rebounding is worth the uh, the difference in value of their contracts, which, you know, again, that's just what it is. So next question, um, also on the center position. So a report today that uh, John Collins might be uh, available uh, in trade. He failed to reach a contract extension with the Atlanta Hawks um, before the season. Uh, and he... Is- basically talk shit about Trey Young not passing the ball. So, um, yes. What, what is John Collins someone that you feel like would fit the Raptors' um, long-term ambitions? Because, obviously, if you trade for him, you're intending to re-sign him, which will probably cost at the least max. $20 million, if not close to the max, yeah. Just, that's the problem. Like, I... I you were, somebody asked a similar question. Like, I really like John Collins. I don't think that he can be on the court for a team that's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lloyd Pierce, one of my favorite coaches in the NBA, Great has name. pointed that out. And it's hard to like, it's hard to say, a, like, it's hard to look at a guy who someone you respect has said, ah, maybe we, we can do better without you and say, we're going to like bet the farm on this player. Okay. Okay. I hear that. If, and it's just sort of like, a, it's that it's tough. Like, Yeah was kind of good, like was good at Wake Forest has proven to have a lot of talent in Atlanta. It's just like a tough, it's, it's tough to, um, to put that kind of money in a guy who you have questions about with a team that if you slot in a above average, if you slot in a a good fringe all-star big, this team is contending again. Yes. And if you don't, it seems that this team is stuck in the basement and I don't know if I trust John Collins to be that important a piece to this organization. No disrespect. If the, if the dollars were maybe different, uh, maybe, but I don't know in that vacuum, that's kind of where I end up on the John Collins. Do you feel differently? Um, No, I think you're bringing a really great point because I think, roster building is much different than just collecting the best players. Obviously there's significant overlap, but um, I think you have to consider, would you want John Collins at a max contract, which would, as you mentioned, is effectively kill the flexibility of the team because you would have uh, Pascal to max Collins near the max Fred making 21 OG making 18 norm. If he's back, $17 $17 million normal. Anybody else, you know what I mean? So, like, you're very, very quickly running out of money. Um, and, of course, that's assuming that you move on from Kyle. But yeah. at the same time, there's a lot of things to like about John. Like, I think Collins is a really talented player. Last year, he suffered an injury. So he only played 41 games, which is, you know, a bit of a concern. But for the most part, has been a healthy player. Um, I think he's really talented offensively. Um can definitely play above the rim, which is great. I don't think anybody in the Raptors, maybe honestly outside of your man, Norm, plays yeah. above the rim consistently for the Raptors. Pascal occasionally gets their OG occasionally gets there, but I think yeah. Collins can definitely impact the basket. He can shoot the three. He's at a career 37.7% last two seasons um, at 40%, uh, uh, slightly over 40%. can shoot the free throw. Um, is a decent rebounder. You know, I think defensively there are more concerns there, and you might wonder, okay, is this another guy that because he's playing with Trey Young, and you see the kind of attention Trey tracks, 
is he one of those bigs that benefits, right? But honestly, I don't really think so. I think he honestly, he does a lot of stuff that, yes, he does play along with other point guards and he benefits from Trey, but I don't see why that couldn't be the case when him he's playing alongside Pascal or, or, or Fred even. And I think he would give the Raptors a lob threat. The Raptors could really use a lob threat. <laughs> Imagine having pressure at the rim. It, yeah. I can't. It's unbelievable, <laughs> right? It's, it's just Boucher, right? And Collins can really bang on people. And yeah. he's 23 years old. He's born in 1997. He, he's oh, currently man. in the year of the Ox. So congratulations, John Collins. But like to put that into perspective, he's the same age as OG. So um, I don't know. He's, like he's I, he's he's really like one of those. I don't know. But I, I would if the Raptors did it, I wouldn't be mad at them because I I, yeah, do, I do see a lot of talent. I, yeah, that's that's fair. If if a bunch of like professionals who know better do decide this, mm-hmm. I totally see it making sense. It's just, I don't know. It kind of, I don't know. It just also a guy from Atlanta. Like it's like the Demar Carroll situation all over again. I just, <laughs> just scarred. Yeah, no, scarred. come on. We I got just, Lou Williams before too, and and that worked out kind of. That did work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It would be. I don't know. I could see myself really hating him, and I don't want to. I don't want to like subject him to that because if it doesn't work out, it'll be on. It'll be in my heart, and I think the heart of many people who follow the Raptors, John Collins' fault, and that's not fair. He's he's earned the kind of contract he's um, looking to seek. I, I think that he is probably the kind of guy that gets a max contract at 23 years old, um, but he's the kind of guy, if your team pays it and it doesn't work out, you you um, you pull out what precious hair you have left. Right. Um, two other guys in this category – uh, Jared Allen and Laurie Markkinen, who are both in the same draft class. Uh, 2017 draft class is pretty good, honestly. Um, but, you know, those kind of guys also failed to reach extensions. Call, uh, Jared Allen was traded to the Nets, or sorry, traded to uh, Cleveland. So you assume that Cleveland would want to re-sign him. But same, same kind of deal. I'd, I'd be interested in the, any of those three guys fitting yeah. in for the Raptors. They're all different kinds of players. Uh, they're pretty distinct. But, yeah, I, I think the Raptors kind of need a young big to grow with the core and – Again, yeah, I wouldn't be unhappy. It's really just the money that that would be an issue. Yeah. Another question about the the center position. Clearly, it's the the biggest issue. But Scott asks, uh, how long until Utah cracks the starting five? I'm ready for a full time Baines <laughs> replacement. Utah has the size, energy, and rebounding. Could you see hashtag chosen one at the five? He also included a picture where Baines looks really, really concerned, and Utah is just smiling. Um, and it's clear that Utah is actually taller than Aaron Baines. Uh, um, (laughs) I don't I don't think that'll happen but it's a fun idea I do I want I want Nick Nurse to when OG's back do the small ball thing and see how they how they look Mm -hmm. with um, Fred Norm Kyle Pascal OG which I think would be they're like they're they're probably like 12 to 15 teams that it won't look terrible against so then let's Let's try it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You could probably get away with it with against the Milwaukee Bucks next week to be age. Yeah, although they do like having that that wall in the middle to 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 close in on Giannis, but I don't know, man. I, I don't think the Raptors match up really well with the Bucks at the moment. Um I don't think Baines changes anything. And I think that if no, you really. have if you if you go small 
I think you at least challenge the Bucks to react to it. I don't think that playing them straight up, like we saw it, like Giannis added another three dunks on Aaron Baines to that package of way too many dunks <laughs> on Aaron Baines. So why run oh that out again? Like, if if you think this team has any sort of um, aspirations to being successful, you'll have to have a team that can compete with the Bucks. Running it back is not going to work. Like Giannis really, really did a number on Aaron Baines. So uh, to me, it's like, give it a shot. I don't know what you do against the 76ers. Maybe, maybe I don't Aaron know what ba- you do against the 76ers, man. <laughs> Next I week mean, is going to be tough, man. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. And if if you think people are frustrated now, wait till then. But uh, yeah. I think the only thing that you would really miss is the the screening. I do think that Baines does create separation with his screen. But and and you just can't expect OG or Pascal, whoever's going to be the the nominal five, to be doing that. But yeah. I don't know, man. You'll, you'll see some improvements elsewhere. I think improvements in terms of contesting at the on the perimeter, uh, maybe more of ability to to rotate and things like that. Definitely more speed. But yeah, I mean, by the way, Utah is third on the team in rebounding percentage. He's at fifteen percent. Baines is at sixteen. So, do you you think there's a case to start him? No, no. I'm just entertaining okay. the idea. <laughs> okay. I, I like Utah a ton, but no, he's not starting. Come on, guys. What are we doing? But I, tell, I was listening to the reaction show. It sounds like you have come around on uh, small rap as well. I'm, you know, I think two things. One, Norm playing so great has really yeah. influenced that decision. And Say it again. Talk Say why the, Listen, it again? it's because of Norm. All right. It's because of Norm. All right. Because he's played that well. Um, we're getting like game six against the Celtics level Norman Powell. Remember when he scored 15 points in overtime, the two overtime yes. periods? This, guy's a, this guy only shows up when the Raptors need him most, but then he definitely shows up. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. He's a dark knight. Yeah, Norm's played really well. Baines has looked bad. I I, I would like to see it. I, what it like... Bro, what are you Space. losing, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know the starting five doesn't work out well. You know that Pascal, OG, and Baines, the three of them together, is a weird combo, and that just hasn't yeah. really worked out. So, you know, you're going to need some 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 uh, some more some more juice. Try it out, Nick. Just try it out, okay? Um, in terms of your man, Norman Powell, two questions here. One from Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Assuming Norm will opt out, what do you do with him? Do you extend him or trade him? Extending him has become a real possibility. <laughs> He's played. He's he's come come all the way back. I still don't think he has the. I don't think he's matched where he was last February March when he could like put up thirty four on the Warriors. Like that stuff isn't back, but he's giving you twenty two ever like nightly, which is like eighteen to twenty two nightly, which is amazing. Yeah, like I'm. I've been on the. What are you getting rid of Norm for? Just because, if you can use norm to trade for a big who you really believe in i can understand the yeah like if you could if you could somehow flip norm plus baines plus like a future pick into john collins yeah okay you you have to think hard about that yeah but otherwise he's clearly a very valuable player to this team especially now that he's shaking off his slow start i think definitely his slow start was awful like head scratchingly bad (laughs) but i think the circumstances of the season it's starting earlier than anticipated, yeah. starting in, in, in Tampa, that being weird. I think that might have thrown some players off. But yeah. as we've seen, he's completely recaptured what he's done last season. Um, and he's done it consistently. He 
clearly thrives in a starting role. I mean, like, listen, there's just so many players you can put into a starting lineup and give you 20 points on 60% true shooting. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's a yeah, lot. Like, that's a lot. And so of course, good. Norm doesn't generate that necessarily for himself. It doesn't really matter. If someone's giving you 20 points on 60% true shooting, you know, you kind of have to uh, kind of just have to embrace that. So. So you're you're are you what, what are you saying? You're gonna try to trade him, or are you gonna try to extend? No, I would try to extend him. Like right now, my expectation is Norman Powell will sign for like fifteen to eighteen per in the off season. OG making what? Well, I don't think he's gonna get the term. 18? Like that's yeah, he's making eighteen for four. Yeah, I don't know if Norm's gonna get the kind of ter- that kind of term. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Do you do you you think he's gonna get? Well, I don't think he'll get the same term because like, OG was is that contract is from twenty four to twenty seven, whereas for yeah. Norm it will take him to thirty, which it's yeah. not necessarily a big concern. It's just that I don't think and I don't think the Raptors are as confident in Norm um, just because they keep starting. I, it's pretty clear, like in terms of their young wings, it's Fred, then it's OG, and then it's Norm, right? So you expect them to get the shortest yeah. contract based on the three, but. Performance wise, man, he's he's amazing. He's up to sixteen points on the season, shooting forty five percent from the field, forty two percent from three, forty or eighty eight percent from the free throw line. Like you know, automatic. And he's been like fifty, fifty, ninety five the last like week and a bit. Yeah, exactly. So God, God bless me. Even against the Celtics, where I was like, man, Norm was done. Like remember, he had like layups that he got blocked. He had the open three that just came up short. He still had 15 points in that game. <laughs> 15 was a bad game for Norm. So that, yeah. he's he's really come around. So I'm happy you're there. And I'm honestly a person happy for you, man. Yeah, it was it was uh it was tough when every week was like, okay, what can we get for Norm? Yeah, uh, a bag of uh planting chips and a nutriment. I was like, come on. <laughs> They're trading you two things for Norman Powell. <laughs> one pink, one. Green. And we're talking about the, we're talking about the drinks. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah okay next question more likely to be an all-star this one is from nathan alexander who is more likely to be to go to an all-star game at some point in their career fred or og fred's there in march so fred Fred honestly might be there (laughs) honestly i could see fred being like a guy coaches swear by you know he's gonna be one of he's gonna be he's honestly collar like coaches will vote collar to the all-star Because they're like, I need Fred that on my team. scored 54 points last week. He should be at the All-Star game. Yeah. He's been the Raptors' best player this season, over the course of the season. Um, and he, it's Fred Van Vliet. This is awesome. Like, mm. I'm pumped for Fred Van Vliet to, I, I don't know if Fred goes, but I, I'm excited for him to be named an All-Star. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily needs to, bear, uh, to be said. I don't want to you know, make, say something super obvious, but you, there's only 12 all-stars in a conference, Yeah, you, you know, or 24 <laughs> all-stars in a whole season for the entire league. Is OG going to be a top 24 player? I mean, we all love OG, but this is a Raptors fans question. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's been really, really good. Yeah. Although honestly, I've seen some national reporters say it too. So. Um, and Obi's going to make like um, an all defensive team. And that's, uh, yeah, hell of an accomplishment. Or Fred, honestly, Fred can make it too. Yeah, Kyle Lowry was saying, "Yo, okay, Kyle I, was saying I, Fred I, should make it too." And honestly, I, will, I, I agree. Should. But we should give OG his uh, his own yeah, um, right. year end award. Um, but yeah, I, I think Fred Van Vliet. I think he's an. All, I think he is an All Star. 
I think the guards are Beal, uh, Kyrie Irving, Fred, Chris Middleton. How, how many spots do they have to have? Whatever. Those, like, I think Fred is right around where Trey Young gets named. And I think he could, I think he could beat him. Mm. I, think co- I think coaches should not vote for Trey Young just because I think every coach in the league hates Trey Young. Yeah. The way he draws fouls. Steve Nash 100% is not voting. <laughs> <laughs> but is Steve oh, Nash man. voting for Kyrie? No. <laughs> 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 no, he's not. Um Shout out Steve Nash, man. I've not really seen him do that much this season. Except for Louis's mind when Kevin Durant was told he had to leave a game that he should have never been in at all. Yeah, I was going to say. I know that he was frustrated because he was getting uh, sort of jerked around by the league. But come on, why did you let him play? Yeah. No, Steve Nash might be the most uh, calm coach I've ever seen. Like, he just... (laughs) Yeah. He, he just has no real, real actual worries. He's like, I, I lucked into this job. <laughs> I yeah, have I'm three superstars who are all going to be Hall of Famers. And, you know, and I you, have another three superstars that are all going to be Hall of Famers on the bench. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't even matter if uh, things go badly because no one cares about the Nets that much. You know, like if this was happening on the Knicks, every single day Stephen A. <laughs> would be on his ass, but no one cares. Have you heard That's Steve true. Nash slander? No, I haven't. Not since he got the job. No. So, not since like 2000 and you know 10 when he got banged on by Kobe. Yeah. Although he did beat Kobe twice. In the he playoffs. did. No, once. Once. They're like one and one. Kobe definitely beat him in 2010. When he won the championship. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Next, next, next question. question. Wait, was From, that it? Was um, who makes an All Star team first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I, okay. it's really good. Maybe OG makes one in the future, but we'll see. I mean, honestly, if he keeps growing, you never know. And um, also, depends on how much Rich Paul tries. Yes, but Rich Paul has so many clients, you know? Didn't Eric Bledsoe make an old? No, he didn't. There's no way. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to have to look that up. I really hope not. Like his, year in, his first year in Phoenix when the Suns were, like, pretty good? There's no way. No way. No, he didn't make it. Okay, thank God. not make it, yeah. <laughs> No, that would have been I, that would have been a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, the All Star Game should mean something. <laughs> the sanct- I'm, I'm talking about the All Star Game like the uh, the Dallas Stars. We're talking about the, the national anthem. <laughs> should mean something. <laughs> Can't have this happen. Um, Lace Sports asks uh, the Hawks strategy versus the Raptors was to send their transition game was to stop the transition game by giving up offensive rebounds and sending everyone back on D. Of course, they're not the first team to do this. How can the Raptors? best con- counteract this strategy so we know the Raptors are definitely uh they definitely need to score in transition to be great um yeah. but you know how do you also, how do you generate I, transition how do you generate transition or how do you not suffer from that scheme against you because I think the Raptors just having tired legs like you saw like it's hard to yeah it's hard to like face a set defense when you're when you don't have the legs to shoot to shoot over a set defense anymore. That seemed to be why the Raptors broke down in the second half of that Hawks game. Um, I don't think that can happen every day. I just, I don't think that, I think the Raptors defense is good enough to not suffer that fate, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I agree with you actually, um, because I think so much of transition is determined based on your defense. If you can get stops, 
doesn't matter if the directive is don't go for offensive rebounds. You're still going to be able to create um, transition moments. If you get deflections in open court, there's nothing you can do. It's, it, it's an instant transition, right? So um, I think the Raptors were not defending that night. What they give up like close to 130. They yeah. keep having to take the ball out of their own basket. That's going to kill your transition game more than anything else. So yeah. um, I, I think, you know, it, it's a fair question to ask, like, how much can the Raptors rely on transition? And we saw last year in the playoffs that if you do cut off the Raptors transition, they are a very, very average team offensively. Uh, and I don't think this year has changed anything in, in that front. If anything, they're a little bit worse, but you know, um, that's just kind of what it is. I think in terms of half court creators, I think the Raptors need to add more talent there or they need to get more balance in terms of five guys who can all like dominate. Like the, the Pistons were never like, a dominant offensive club, you know, in their championship days, but like every single guy could give you something. And it was very difficult mm-hmm. to play them as a team and they'll get enough scoring because their defense is also great. The Raptors have the defensive part, not to that extent, but they have the defensive part. They just need to have five guys who can score and be a threat. And, you know, most nights they struggle with that. So. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, next question from the Matthew T. Uh, do you think the Raptors should waive Patrick McCaw and use the roster spot for Alize Johnson? I don't, um, I don't know about waving uh, four-time champion Pat McCaw while he's rehabbing an injury. Yeah. Um, but do the – I don't know. If Ali looked that good. Um. He, he moves a little awkwardly. I don't know how to say this. Like, it, it feels like, so he's got really skinny legs, and but his upper body is also really built. So I don't know. He moves a little awkwardly just to the eye test. I haven't watched, like, I've watched like a game and a half of 905 basketball. Um, he is decent. He had 23 points today on nine of 11 shooting with 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block. How much that means in a, in a G League context, I'm not totally sure. In the gobble? Yeah, in the gobble. Um, he can defend multiple positions, but he's largely a finisher. I don't know. I think the offense, uh, honestly, I don't know. If he, if I were to reach for anybody on the 905, aside from Malachi and Big D and, and Jalen Harris, are you talking about the one? Yeah. I, I wouldn't reach <laughs> for the one. I don't know. I wouldn't reach for the one. Um, I mean, today was not his game. He was scoreless, over four shooting. Um, but the only guy, the, the guy would actually reach for is Nick Stauskas. I think Nick really looks like the most accomplished player on this roster, and he is. Yeah, for sure. And he, I think he's 
uh, definitely more built than the last time I seen him. Uh, I saw him at like a charity tournament in Toronto and he was, you know, obviously very, very conditioned, but like, no, he looks much more built. Um, and he just, yeah. Like if you were asking me, do I want Nick, Nick Stauskas or Matt Thomas in that minute, I might take Nick Stauskas. In the one minute he plays at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, um, but Malachi looked good today, man. 25 points, 10 of 20 shooting. Eight I'm rebounds, happy. six assists, a steal, a block. Honestly, Jalen Harris that, looks pretty decent, too. Does he? That's, I, I'm excited for I'm excited for like a game next March. Imagine myself like in Scotia Bank Arena and uh, Jalen Harris checks in the end of the third quarter and they Kyle Lowry um, is still on the team, I'm imagining, and they have yeah. a great fourth quarter. That feels like something that could happen. Um, who That'd knows if it will? That would be great. But uh, we got to see. <laughs> we we got to see. Yeah. There's a, he, there's... he is still on a two way contract. So you, you just never know if these guys are going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, they, honestly, they look promising. I don't know. I like, uh, I like the fact that Jalen's running more point. Um, him and, I mean, they're running the same system as the Raptors are, right? So like he would be running, like, I would say, He'd be more like Kyle on the ball, and Malachi's more like Fred on the ball. Malachi takes a lot of dribbles, tries to you know, we'll take a possession where he calls for two different screens, and then takes a pull up jumper. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, these guys are growing. We'll 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 keep a tab on them in the G League. But so far, honestly, so far so good. They look okay. Um, Next question from Brandon. Looking ahead, Raptors uh, look like a playoff t- road team, probably a five to six seed at the moment. Can they win a series against Boston or Brooklyn? Um, hmm. um, you guys are aware that there's going to come a point where Kevin Durant shoots like 15 free throws in the fourth quarter, and it'll happen against the Raptors if anybody. Like, the Raptors are not going to get that experience. I just, I was very excited to see them win uh, last Friday night against the Nets. That was one of the, I think that'll probably be one of the marquee wins of the season. It was like entertaining. I feel like Kevin Durant against the Raptors has always been entertaining from that uh, triple double overtime game when he was with the Thunder. That game freaking sucked, but it was fun to watch. And then the Warriors. Oh, the John Salmon's missing free throws game. Yes. Uh, but the and the Thunder were in those wonderful jerseys, the navy ones with the stripe. Yeah, you like that? Um, yeah, I really like that jersey. W- was that cool. the season the Thunder made him play with like Sebastian Telfair and like <laughs> P- Perry Jones the third? Like, yo, the Thunder really like. I, I understand that Sam Presti drafted these guys, but the the uh, their ability to craft talent around them, just like getting supporting pieces, was just consistently poor. Man, how many times did I watch the Thunder in the playoffs and they had Kendrick Perkins and, and Derek Fisher? Like, and we can't be standing a man who's putting a playoff team together that relies so heavily on those two guys. Yeah. You know? And, so like, remember, no more Sam, no more Sam Presti agenda. Okay. That's no, enough. He's a glorified <laughs> catch of Kevin Pritchard. <laughs> um, I, what is this question? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we're going to can the Raptors uh, beat Boston or Brooklyn? No, no. Yeah. No, they, I don't think they can. I don't. This feels mean. It's like when people say, "Like, oh, can the Ra-? just?" I don't think so. No, they're the Celtics are going to be pretty good. They're going to be like those teams are going to be better playoff teams than they are in the regular season because they have 
guys who can score one-on-one and you can't double team off of mm-hmm. the Nets have three of them. The Celtics have two of them. It's those that's like, those are good things to have in the playoffs. Can they beat any of these teams in a, in a head to head matchup Philly? No, <laughs> no. I mean, last year they could have last year. They yeah, definitely last could year have. They, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But like, Joel Embiid is going. If the if Joel Embiid sees oh the Raptors, he will. He may never stop doing the uh, airplane. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Him versus like Aaron Baines or like even Chris Boucher. He's gonna. Be... Yeah, he would put Chris Boucher through the basket, and I don't. I like. It's no disrespect to Chris Boucher. Joel Embiid is gonna be top three MVP candidate. Yeah, and he's. It's that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Shout out to Joel Embiid. I'm happy. All right, Milwaukee Bucks. Can the Raptors beat the Bucks? Um, yeah, but that's just off the strength of being like a real serious team. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Honestly, Nick Nurse might outcoach uh, Steve yeah. Mike Boonholzer to such an extent that the Raptors, with like this current collection, might do something to the Bucks. Honestly, the Raptors might match up with the Bucks better than any of these other top teams. Brooklyn, I really do think Brooklyn will turn it around in a playoff setting. I do not want to see Brooklyn ever. So, no, absolutely not. We don't. Yeah, no. Uh, Boston, we already know how that goes. And then e- even below them, like Miami, like Miami's one four straight now that Jimmy Butler's back. You know they still had some ups and downs, but uh, I still maybe probably trust the the Heat more. So you trust Heat culture more. The uh, idea of Toronto playing home games in Florida against the Heat—it just seems like a tough vibe. Yeah. So. No, it's it's looking tough. I think the Raptors should upgrade their roster. If they got a better center, I'm changing my tune. But at the moment, that's what it is. So is like the is the best case scenario like what's the best case first round scenario for this team? Like the Pacers. Yes. If we and somehow they, got into a four or five matchup with the Indiana Pacers of Indiana, but, Indianapolis, so the we could beat be them. The, would the Nets be the sick? Like, you never know. Honestly, this it's realistic that the Raptors, there's a real chance for the Raptors end up with the Pacers in the first round. And if they do yeah, that, and, I'd be thrilled. And and they, yeah, they can win. And and then when you know there's coverage, like the Raptors are going to like lose their last game to fall out of the three seed into the, the four seed, and we'll mm-hmm. say it's because the um, the Pacers don't have it. And we can finally be uh, the bully veteran team at uh, picking on a um, young upstart team in the playoffs. But yeah. that's the only, that's really the only realistic way the Raptors win a playoff round this yeah. year. And and to put it like this, Indiana would be hoping to play the Raptors too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen, get a better center. Okay. Masai, get a better center. We can really make a run. Um, the next few questions are from Ch- about Chinese New Year, so I'll probably just ask this one from the DMs. This, uh, as with everyone else in the DMs, I'm just going to keep it uh, keep it anonymous. Um, but especially with this question, who said, "Is Kyle, is the Kyle Lowry statue a bit overboard? Only a handful of NBA players in history have had statues, and I don't think Kalo is even in that conversation of players. Maybe I fully don't get what qualifies a player to have a monument built for him slash her, but." I do think that at least an MVP trophy is a minimum. For the record, I'm all for a statue of Kalo. So um, don't cancel this person. They're just trying to ask a question. Is Kyle Lowry's statue overboard? 
I guess, are they asking, will Kyle Lowry be the worst player to have a statue outside of an NBA arena? Sure, maybe. And I don't know, maybe that's true, but like you can go screw yourself. Like he won a championship in Toronto. <laughs> like I don't really know. I like understand it, but it's actually an interesting question. Will Kyle Lowry be one of the worst players to be uh, um, to have a statue? Maybe, but that's like that's for you to deal with because I I want it there. He's earned it, and Kyle Lowry is the reason for the most prosperous era of Raptors basketball. Um, so, you know, tough titty. Yeah, I'm uh, looking up which players have statues. And, this... I mean, there's obviously the ones like MJ outside of the United Center. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Magic, Kareem, uh, Jerry West outside of Staples. Stockton Malone has statues. Um you know, Dr. J has a statue. Hakeem has a statue. George Mikan has a statue. Um, yeah, Kyle Lowry will be the worst player with a statue. Kyle might be the worst player with a statue, unfortunately. Kim Duncan's going to get a statue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, he should. Dirk should have a statue. Yeah, Dirk. Um, Kobe Bean Bryant will get a statue. Yeah, maybe this maybe, Kyle, maybe this is a good argument. That here's, Kyle the thing. La- here's the thing. Look at the statues in Toronto currently. Yeah, who are okay. those guys? Ted Rogers has a statue for being in control of one of two, in control of a duopoly in communication in Canada. <laughs> and then there's like gargoyles popping out of the you know, Rogers Center. Like... No, we can have a Kyle statue, man. And look outside this, like the actual, just like Scotiabank Arena itself. There's those two like rusted posts that kind of intersect, and they got stars in them. Would you rather see that or a Kyle Lowry statue? Am I going to take a selfie in front of two posts that are rusted? No, I run it. Give me, give me a photo of in front of Kyle Lowry. So listen, if it if it helps in any way to attract tourism or to improve civic pride, which I believe it would do both, then yes, get a Kyle Lowry statue. I don't care. People can slander us yeah. all we want. Kyle Lowry has a statue. Like John Stockton doesn't, you know, John Stockton doesn't have a championship. Kyle has a championship. That's what I'll say, and I'll be shameless about it. Who cares? Yeah, that's it's, it. You, it is definitely right that he will probably be the worst player of the modern era with a statue. But <laughs> I like, hate that that's true. But but like, but you can take that opinion and shove it up your butt. Like I don't yeah. care. Who cares? You you don't care. It's Kyle Lowry. Bro, look at some of the players that the Celtics have numbers retired for, for example, right? Like, some of these guys were, like, averaging, like, 10 points while working as, like, a part-time fireman. Like, I don't want to hear this, okay? We could celebrate who we want. No one could tell us otherwise. Kyle Lowry made us feel great. Yeah. Um, all right. We're, we moved on to the Chinese New Year portion of the podcast. Uh, Blake Murphy um, asks... For which Raptor is a turn to Year of the Ox a most positive change? Um, he phrased that a little strangely, but okay. Um, yeah, Year of the Ox. So the Ox, if, I've, if I'm correct, and maybe I'm not too super up on my Chinese uh, Zodiac. So basically the, the Chinese Zodiac exists because God wanted to, you know, pit this race of like animals on earth. And so everyone all the animals like raced and the ox being super hardworking was uh, ahead the whole time. 
And the only reason the ox is the second of the 12 years in the Zodiac is because the mouse rode on the ox. And at the finish line, essentially, the mouse jumped over the line first and just basically played him. So the ox is second. But basically, the ox is like a really hardworking person, um, really resilient, really noble. And yeah, it, honestly, in that description, I feel like Fred is probably the guy. You know, a little bit stubborn, but definitely works really hard, overcomes the, the odds, is generally pretty steady in his production, and um, definitely a very loyal guy because he also re-signed in Toronto twice as an unrestricted free agent. So that's my pick. But there are actually uh, several players on the Raptors who are born in the year of the Ox, including uh, OJ Ananobi, 1997. So um, good, good, for, good for young OG. Terrence Davis, also born in the year of the Ox. And um, yeah, so maybe those guys will have some good luck this year. That's, that's, that's honestly the, the, the most of the analysis I have. But if, if anyone <laughs> most typifies what the Ox typifies, it's probably, probably Fred. And he's set to have a big year. He's, uh, having, he's having the big year right now. So T- Team USA, prob- like I'm going to go out and say he's making the All-Star team. Yes, yeah. like, like how much better does it get? Hopefully, his team's able to make the playoff. If the team I mean, he, make he did only have five points against the Celtics, but clearly that was an aberration. Well, the Celtics have this team's number, and I think the guys kind of play like it now. That's true. Yeah. Which, which that. is what, which makes it sad to watch. Like I was not having fun watching the game, even during the fake comeback. It's like they don't think they can beat the Celtics. I mean, that was a bit of a scheduled loss, but yeah, I mean, the Celtics really yeah. do have our number, which is, again, just terrible. But to be fair, the Raptors did have the Celtics number for quite a long time. It's fact. DeMar DeRozan, is, that's his, one of his greatest legacies is punking the Celtics regularly. Mm. Mm. I love that. Oh, I love that. That game when uh, P.J. Tucker and Serge Ibaka first arrived in Toronto and they beat the, they beat the Celtics and P.J. Tucker was, you know, uh, body checking Isaiah Thomas and after the game said uh, I haven't slept for 25 straight hours and yeah. also DeMar DeRozan needs to play defense I fell in love with P.J. Tucker instantly and then I fell out of love really quickly as well but you know it is what it is <laughs> uh, another question from Lace Sports do you want J.J. Redick to reissue his happy Chinese New Year wishes I don't know what this is what is this um so I try not to pay attention to JJ Redick. Yeah, which is which is fine. Um, because he does have he does regularly talk to CIA directors apparently in the public <laughs> forum, which is always great to talk to war criminals. But uh no, um, so the NBA did, you know, a round where they just went to talk to players and made them say things like uh, happy new year in Chinese. And he, oh, he said he oh, accidentally no. he claims he accidentally said oh, the uh this the C word, but I mean Oh God! <laughs> you know it is. You know, it, am I going to be petty and hold it against him? Probably, but uh, oh, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to hear him try it again. To be honest, he he had a real chance to apologize, not necessarily because I, I can understand. He's like, look, it wasn't my intention to say it, but uh, he was just like, I'm offended that people would think this about me, and I'm just like, can you treat this with seriousness and just say this is not what I meant to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it sounded like that. It was just an audio error, but I definitely respect the holiday or something like that. That would have been better than just like I'm the victim here, which that I did not respect that part of it. But you know, it uh, it is what it is. So, so the answer is no. I don't want to hear JJ Reddick say anything in Chinese. Uh, the last question on Chinese New Year comes from Alex, who said rank these, and he has what is traditionally a Chinese, um, 
treats kind of snacks kind of plate. Okay. I'm um, looking at the tweet too. Yeah. So I only there's... recognize three of these things. All right. What do you recognize from here? The like wax paper, like milky tasting ones. The white rabbit candy. Yep. Yeah. Those are, those are, those go hard. Um, uh, there's a Ferrero Rocher. Obviously that's good. Yeah. What, um, maybe those are the only two things I recognize. The red, the red and gold wrapped ones, they look like they, are they like jade colored when you unwrap them? Um, I, yes. Well, no, not really. They're more like brown, like a light oh, brown. Oh, oh, but I know those two. Yeah, those are good too. But what, yeah, are, the, okay. what are these t- small, like flat red ones? So I, I believe these are um, sunflower seeds, like watermelon seeds that are candied in some way. Um, I prefer sunflower seeds over watermelon seeds any day. Um, not too big a fan of these. These might also be pumpkin seed. I don't know. It's the same shape. Um, some of the other items on here. So there's like candied. Uh, it looks lotus like, root. Yeah, lotus root. Which is that um, good? That that looks. I can't wrap my head because when you, I see lotus root, I think of it like as pickled and like yeah. brined, and I can't imagine it sweet. But I mean, they all taste the same because they're so heavily sweetened. So it's it's really just what shape of food do you want in your mouth? <laughs> I do like the look of the lotus root. I imagine yeah, it, it tastes good, but it's yeah. hard to it is hard to like. I'm not gonna like lie. absorb that one into my head. The only one I'm taking out of this whole bunch is the, the like one or two white rabbits. To be honest, I find white rabbits a little bit overrated, but I feel like I'm you know pulling a JJ Reddick move if I say that. So I'll just say that yes, I will take the white rabbit. The rest of the stuff, honestly, is probably for older Chinese people because I feel like younger, like Alex. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's why you asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the rest of them are, are are fine. I mean, if you if you like candied items. You know, generally speaking, I feel like we have better snacks than this. This the traditional one here is. I might just only take a white rabbit and go. So, I do appreciate the question. So these are these are great. Um, the the last question before we get to our uh, Malachi's missions for the week is comes from some from Sahal who asks, "Where does Pizza Pizza rank in your top three? And I have to preface this by saying Sahal genuinely needs help because he believes that Pizza Pizza is the top tier pizza in the world and um yeah that's that's it's that it's yeah, that get meme. some help what's, it's what's the jordan meme <laughs> no it's the uh it's the meme from the sopranos this is a uh, italian american discrimination like that pizza pizza might be italian american discrimination um top three like re- like number one regional or like city of toronto pizza is pizza nova that's the best, like, yeah, delivery okay. place. We're, yeah, we're not we should have tiers. We should have tiers. Yeah. yeah. This is like, There's... walk in, get a slice, order one pizza for, like, less than $10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, the best of that. Like, I, it's better than Domino's. It's better than Pizza Pizza to me. Two, two for one's actually pretty two for, decent, Yeah, too, two for but... one's pretty decent as well. I, I, they would, they'd be high in my list. But Pizza Nova is number one for me. I agree. Um, if you grew up like me in Rexdale, you'll know that, at the corner of John Garland Boulevard and uh, Martin Grove, you can get a pizza with chicken and pineapple on it. And that's like the best, best slice in the neighborhood mm-hmm. um, at the Pizza Nova. So that's number one. Pizza, I, like 
I do have a, a soft spot for a really hot pizza, pizza, pepper, like um, pie. Like a, that was the place that I went to in university after a night of studying. Okay. Um, definitely. <laughs> definitely studying in Ottawa. Yeah. So that was my place. Um, but I don't think it makes my top three if I'm, if like I'm walking out my door right now. The creamy garlic is, is the truth. Yes. That's, that's the only reason to go. I'm happy yes. you mentioned it. That's the only reason to yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, it doesn't compare to like um, actual like fancier restaurant grade pizzas. So that's not even a fair yeah. comparison. But I agree. I think honestly, the only reason to to have pizza pizza a is if the Raptors won, and you just like you woke up the next morning, you're at work, you're like, oh, what am I gonna do for lunch? You reach into your jacket pocket, you realize you still have your ticket. You're like, ah, oh, why not? You know, like fine, you could do that. Uh, but really, it's just like a nostalgia factor for me because I feel like, I mean, first off, in Etobicoke, there just weren't that many like restaurants that you can walk to like it's not like you grew up downtown you can just like go to different places like along Bloor or whatever um there was like a pizza pizza in la rose plaza which i went to all the time as like when i was like in grade six because i would like have two dollars then try to hustle kids for money you know you know you know how it was you know like it's weird (laughs) yes it was just like a real practice like i had lunch but i would just try to ask people for lunch money all the time (laughs) Then I will cobble together $5, go get one slice, as you mentioned, like a really, really piping hot pepperoni slice um, with like a creamy Caesar dipping sauce. And that's the only way to go. But honestly, that's just pure nostalgia because I feel like I've grown out of that. And- when did Pizza Pizza get rid of the square slices all the time? Because I oh, Pizza yeah, Pizza right. tastes better cut in squares. Absolutely. Yeah, because their crust is like too big, man. That's yeah. why you need the Caesar because they're, they're giving you like a breadstick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, the, the creamy, the the creamy garlic is, is fine, though. Yeah, the creamy garlic is quite, quite good, quite good. Yeah, but if you if you do need a budget pizza, I would definitely recommend Pizza Nova. I'd recommend Two for One. I'd recommend honestly, I'd recommend like Mama's Pizza if you're downtown. Mama's um, is good. Mama's, is Mama's good. at yeah. Adelaide and Spadina. That's a good place. Yep, yep. So, yeah, <laughs> Pizza Pizza is not in there. Sorry. Uh, so, Shout please, out pizza. Though I do like that Pizza Pizza is called Pizza Seventy Three in Western Canada. Wait, actually? Um, yeah. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> What's the significance it's of 73? Like, it's the same branding. So it's clearly the same company. Okay. But it's called Pizza 73. So. I mean, look, listen, just calling it Pizza Pizza is a ridiculous name onto itself. You know what I mean? Like, what do you have? Like, it's it's ridiculous. A couple of years ago, I went to go see um, Aziz Ansari do stand-up. Um, this is before he, he was did- canceled. Yes. Just, I'm putting the disclaimer right here. Yes. This is the disclaimer before pre-cancellation. Um, yeah. Pre-cancellation. But he like went on for five minutes about pizza pizza being the stupidest name. He's like, was somebody driving down? He's like, wait, what was that place? And they're like, oh, if only they had their name repeated again. So I could know what I could get there. And I was like, all right, that's pretty funny, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, Aziz loves coming to Canada, right? He's, he's he, like yeah. in Montreal a lot, so. Yeah, there are a lot of like um, northeastern Americans who like to come up here and just say, "Oh yeah, I, you know, hung out in Toronto or Montreal." Yeah. My favorite thing is when Americans come to Canada and they're like, "It's it's a little bit more like Europe." I'm like, "Yo, yeah, it's nothing like Europe. <laughs> it's nothing like Europe." There's white people and there's Europeans here, but that's it. Like <laughs> they speak English, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is nothing like Europe. No, I, it, the first I, time I feel sad for Europe, Americans who say that. Like, like, this is nothing like Canada. 
<laughs> Especially like, oh, you go to Montreal. That's like, and you're basically in Europe. It's like you're not. You're you're not in Europe. I guess Montreal and Quebec City are more European than sure, Cincinnati, but, but they're not. It's like, and Toronto has very little, if at all, any European yeah. <laughs> characteristics. Like I would Chicago. say Toronto is like it's. Yeah, Toronto is um, is is indistinguishable think, from New York. Might be more like Europe than Toronto is, man. <laughs> probably, yeah. You're probably right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's it always rubs me the wrong way. Um, so that's all the questions we have for this week. There were more questions, but uh, we uh, are, are running short on time. So let's go to our signature segment, Malachi's missions. Um, Josh, what do you got for this week? What should Malachi What should Malachi be doing on top of dropping? Uh, 25 points in the, in the, in the gobble and putting on some muscle. So this week I went on a, like a long walk with my good friend, John, we walked from, I live in the annex. So we walked across the uh, Humber Bay bridge and then down along uh, 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 the, the park, the down Broadview along the park uh, to East to Chinatown East. Wow. And uh, I just want to recommend to everybody just go for a walk with a friend at uh, Toronto set to come out of lockdown of soon. So you can start the schedule a time to go hang out with a friend. And it really, it really did uh, improve my mood. Like a, a nice, like I'm saying, like you got to book off like three to four hours. Mm. And you you got to bundle up. Yeah. Bundle yeah. up two, two socks, just walking for, for uh, catching up. Maybe if you're like me, you can like sneak a beverage um, and try not to get busted for an open container um, I encourage everybody. If you to get busted up. for open container during a pandemic, we got It's another reason to uh, to, to, to defund. All right, because <laughs> seriously, let people yeah, live, man. I, Please, I, you know, I, anyway. do, I really do recommend. Like, I think you're in the bubble. Just go, like, you know, meet up with somebody you haven't seen in a while, and just, just, uh, you know, hit the streets. Yeah. Well, How that's a you? pretty good recommendation. Uh, my recommendation, uh, or not recommendation, my mission is to uh, honestly co- visit Geary Geary Avenue. Um, not a not a real secret in Toronto, I guess. Maybe maybe it's a secret to other people. Um, but I secret guess, to Malachi, who's still not. It's definitely yet. a secret to Malachi, bro. He's never <laughs> been anywhere close. The closest he's been to Toronto is probably you know, I don't even know. What's the time the Raptors traveled? To Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, last time. Yeah, <laughs> last time he was in Europe. Um. But no, there's a lot of great things on Gary Avenue, um, yep. which I believe I've recommended many things. But today I'm going to recommend Gaucho Pie Co. Pie Company. Um, you can find them on Instagram. But uh, yeah, Empanadas is probably like the one lasting memory I have of going to Argentina. And it's like they make incredible empanadas. Their menu changes daily. They have they incorporate a lot of different. Uh, I would I would I don't like the word fusion flavors because that you know implies that like you go to a restaurant and you're like here's uh the sushi next to this bowl of kanji and i'm like that's disgusting the one we eat like this right no it's not like that but they'll have different flavors like you know um you know kampaji or they'll have like um traditional flavors all sorts of stuff but it's, it's really good and it's uh it's off gary avenue off of uh westmoreland and if you go there you can also get knockout ice cream which is some of the best ice cream in the city and uh honestly a decent chance you'll catch me around there because i I frequent these places, so you live very close. <laughs> yeah. I live somewhere in this approximate area. Yeah. yeah, so the no, other thing I was really thought about recommending. Yeah, the other thing I thought about recommending, and I've I've had this aversion to it my whole life, 
my whole not my whole life as soon as it's been an option Mm -hmm. the idea of like ordering dessert to your house always felt like a bridge too far yeah like i can understand ordering like a meal that is essential but like asking how how you gonna pay a person to come to your house to bring you a freaking two-for-one cheesecake (laughs) (laughs) so i did the other day and it was nice it was like um kate listener of the show uh tweeted that she was ordering cookies and i said all right fuck it i'm finally gonna do it cookies is fine but the idea, like, I remember thinking to myself, like, who am I, the king, ordering somebody to come to my house with a Sunday for yes. me to eat it? Josh, this is what cap- <laughs> this is what late stage capitalism is all about. All right, enjoy. Like, like, it was, it was very decadent, and I only did it because I've been like I took today off from my day job and have tried to sort of relax into the long weekend. But um, yeah, if you're looking for a really sweet treat, I mean that uh, both uh, pun intended. Uh, order dessert. That's my my wow. my secondary mission for Malachi. Have you ever ordered dessert on a, on a nap? Um, yeah, like donuts or something. Amazing stuff. And when I do, I use DoorDash. Oh yeah, that's right. When are you going to run that? Uh, I don't know. Sometime during the middle of the podcast, <laughs> but use promo code ROE to get a bit of a discount. Um, no, but seriously. Um, shout out to the time you just came into the office, uh, the Yahoo office, back you know pre-pandemic. With a, a, a box of Craig's cookies, that was a, a true blessing. Yeah, I man, I cannot wait for a studio again. So much fun! It would be great. It would be great. So, uh, so you know, time, everybody wear a mask. Wash wear your a hands. Mask, wash your hands. Even, uh, though, keep even if they open up the, even if they open things up, just do what you yeah. need to do, but do it safely and. Please try to respect the health of others. Remember that uh, it's not just your health that you're concerned about. It's the public health that you're concerned about. All right. Um, we can't all be past the pandemic until we're all past the pandemic. So let's try to be considerate of other people. And if there's a, a John Collins trade before we come back, I take oh. back everything I said about him, maybe not being it. <laughs> I'll delete it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll go back and strike it from the record. <laughs> No, that's a fair concern, but you know, uh, would he be a huge talent upgrade? Absolutely. Christian. Absolutely. You know, so. All right, Josh, thanks for coming on the podcast. As always, uh, listeners, thanks for sending in questions. Really appreciate it. And me and Josh will be back sometime next week to take more. So thanks for listening. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.